Do you want to sing? <laughs> Let's sing a song from the Ratatouille musical to kick us off. Remy the Ratatouille, the rat of all my dreams. That doesn't make any sense. Ratatouille is a dish, not a rat. I praise you, my Ratatouille. May the world remember your name. I will be in the ensemble. I'm going to be a dancing rat. You already are. Hi, I'm Emily. And I'm Peyton. And this week, all we can think about is the Ratatousicle. Welcome to... The Ratatousicle. I mean, retweet this. Retweet the Seussicle. No, not the Seussicle. Not Seussicle. No. (laughs) Welcome to The Trainwreck. Correct. Starring Conductor 1 and Conductor 2. Who's 1 and who's 2? I think you're 1. Oh. I no, I feel like that can't be. Well, maybe. I feel like you come up with the ideas and then you just make me do them. So that might be like I'm like We have a real pinky in the brain situation going on. <laughs> Our first tweet's from the ninth, and it's just a picture that says, I do not have a fake social media personality. I am genuinely this stupid in real life. And it's a huge mood. Very true. I think we both retweeted that this week. <laughs> of course we did. One brain cell. My dog is honking. <laughs> Tell her I love her. That's you. Okay, oh. you've got to quit getting worked up because every time you get worked up, you do this again. Do you need to go outside? Hold on. Okay. I let her go down the stairs and she was. You scared me down. so bad. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I let her get on the stairs and she was running down the stairs and she missed the bottom step and fell. <laughs> like she was okay. She got right back up, but she just missed it. Bless. Okay. Gracie. Coordination was never her strong suit. Mine either. <laughs> yeah, me either. So are we going to start strong with the the Bark Box tweet of the week? Yeah, I think you should start this part off. We have a little segment. Yes. Um, the Bark Box OnlyFans segment. Yes. And Emily, Emily kicked this off for all of us, so you can go ahead and start that. Yeah, well, technically, credit where credit's due. Call sent it to a group chat that I'm in, so technically credit for starting this conversation goes to her but barkbox tweeted we did something dumb y'all but at least we did it for charity and it's a dog resting against a giant plush dog toy that looks like not a dog toy looks like an adult toy Mm -hmm. and anyway it was getting a little bit of attention but before it went super viral call sent it to me and then i quote tweeted it and put it on my timeline and said bark box with like three question marks and then hank saw that and he responded to me and he said what so then he quote tweeted it and said is it my responsibility to tell you that bark box made what appears to be fleshlight doggy toys i feel like that should be someone else's job and yet here i am yeah very tragic they are very interesting looking they're pigs in a blanket is what they are supposed to be. And if you see the front, it's got a little piggy nose. But from the back, they're aware that it is suggestive in a way. Right. And then Barkbox, Barkbox's Twitter commented and said, OMG, hi, Hank, in all caps. And I said, read the room. And Barkbox said, listen, I don't have a lot to be excited about in quarantine, Peyton. Let me have this. Go watch a SciShow. <laughs> and I replied with the mask that has a clown nose on it and said put it on and hank said this is a dream come true finally some branded twitter drama (laughs) (laughs) 
then um, we talked about, you know, if Stakem decides to do a OnlyFans, I'm logging off. And then BarkBox replied to me. Or because you sent BarkBox, you took a picture, sent a picture of your dogs and said they would like to collect some treats for the pain and suffering you have caused. Right. Um, BarkBox said, that's a fair request. Shoot me an email and I will write them a formal apology with food. And so I emailed them and that, that tweet's also in the show notes, but they are sending the dog, the boys some treats in the mail. <laughs> it was the best segment of weird brand Twitter. And then didn't stake them like where they were tagged and get yes. <laughs> I saw Stakem tweeted something. They quote tweeted someone who was looking for um, the weirdest things to happen in brand Twitter. And so I tagged, I said, Stakem, obviously. Um, I said, BarkBox just released a dog fleshlight and Bagel Bites is basically a BTS stan account. And like all three of the accounts were engaging with that tweet. And I'm like, yes, you, you recognize me. Now somebody hire me and pay me to do this. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's kind of a dream job. Like, See, this it's is what, what we're already doing for free. And this is what I said. I said, or to you, I think I said it. Um, it's like, I have the right sense of humor mixed with just enough like mental illness and trauma to be funny, like Twitter Gen Z funny. But I have enough community or customer service and communications and call center work that like I can deal with annoyed customers. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I've got the skill set. Come on, any brands that are smart. <laughs> Well, and that's the thing is that I feel like most people could either do one or the other. They're either professional and can handle, you know, a customer with an issue or they're funny on Twitter, but it's the combo that really sets you apart. Me leading my Hannah Montana double life existing as Emily in the real world and Phil's thick booty on Twitter has prepared me for this exact role. Yeah. Hannah Montana Twitter account. That's what you need to run. You need to run the Disney Twitter. Oh my God. I think I would get Disney in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, for sure. Anyway, this is my formal resume slash application. Yeah, Disney, I'm sure you're listening. <laughs> or anyone else. Yeah, we don't know who listens. Hopefully no one actually influential. <laughs> anyway, on November 9th, also relating to call, I put this in here because I wanted to talk to you about it. Um, I don't even remember how it came up, but... I was in a group chat and I said something about veggie tales and call was like, what's veggie tales. And so I sent, we were, me and a couple others were talking about what veggie tales is. And so I have three screenshots, two or three screenshots out of context from call in this group chat. And the first one just says religious vegetables. And then the next one, Jewel says, the songs are always catchy. Call said the wise men. Jewel said, I'm screaming. Call said they're leeks. Jewel said they're all veggies. And then call said a few minutes later, Barbara Manatee, you are the one for me. <laughs> um, what What's your favorite song? I have several. Um, Pizza Angel, the belly button rap song. I love my lips. Um, obviously the classics, Cheeseburger, Water Buffalo. And then I really like the one from Daniel and the Lion's Den, the oh no, what we gonna do? We gotta get him out of here. My favorite i like the hairbrush song that's obviously the one everyone knows mm-hmm. um the lip song i just remember me and my friend erica in middle school making it like our mission to memorize all of it i was trying to sing it from memory the other night and then the cheeseburger song i really remember liking that one i mean i think water buffalo might be my ultimate fave that i would like still listen to 
I never liked Water Buffalo when I was younger. I think there was like a VeggieTales VHS that we had that Water Buffalo was on. And so we just watched it all the time. So I didn't like that one as much. But now I think it's one of the best ones. Yeah, it is. Underrated. Very underrated. If you listen to VeggieTales, let us know what your favorite <laughs> VeggieTales song is. On the 10th, <laughs> I commented on Dean Browning, which was like that situation that it was a guy that was a Republican <laughs> that was <laughs> pretending to be a gay black man, like as a side oh, account and replying so to himself. <laughs> <laughs> and I replied and said, no one believes you, babe. Stop. And Dylan Weaver replied to me and said fancy seeing you here didn't know you existed outside of hank's replies <laughs> i said oh yeah sometimes i bully republicans on the side <laughs> that was just the perfect combination of like oh hey you exist outside of this other context i know you in like I, i'm glad i feel like if hank had to choose what someone that he hired from twitter was also known for he'd be okay twitter. with it being me bullying weird republicans <laughs> What's really funny to me is like when that happened and that day and the day after, like it was all everyone was talking about. And that was only what, like the ninth, the 10th, like five days ago. I forgot about it until we started recording. Yeah. Twitter moves Things- so fast. Oh, it, yeah. I, I would say TikTok is similar, but it Twitter's the fastest moving with a, like with jokes. Twitter just moves news. on to the next topic really, really fast. Like whatever's happening in the world, Twitter is about that. TikTok moves on really fast, but it gets like a trend. Like though every week there might be like two sounds or two trends that are really big. And it just keeps twisting those trends, keeps remixing those audios, whatever. So like if you miss the beginning of it, the end of the trend isn't gonna make any sense, but the trend stays for several days, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Twitter's just like, nah. There's like few a very few running jokes on Twitter, like the plums in the Xbox, the Jason Derulo falling down. Like those are like recurring jokes that mm-hmm. we'll get. But for the most part, Twitter moves on real fast. Yeah. Well, I think it's because all the news on Twitter, mm-hmm. like it's, it's just a place where people get news, which is scary. <laughs> but. And we get it as it breaks, which is like, obviously things will be fact-checked as they can. And as they are fact-checked, people should, you know, be responsible with the things they post. But anywho, just the fact that news happens so fast and so that people's reactions happen so fast, it is kind of scary. Mm. Speaking of big news... Your next tweet. Oh, yeah. On the 11th, I got a pub sub for what the first did, time. What did you think of it? What kind did you get? And what did you think of it? Um, I got, it was the chicken tender sub. Mm-hmm. And I got the chicken tossed in um, garlic parmesan sauce. Mm-hmm. And then I had got Havarti cheese on it. And I got it toasted. And it was the multi-grain bread. Yes. And it was delicious. It was so greasy and unhealthy. It was the best thing I've eaten in a while. Um. It gave me a pimple on my chin, which is how greasy it was. And you know that's how food is good because I always get a pimple on my chin after I go to the movies and have like movie theater popcorn with butter. (laughs) That's like the judge. Like, did you have good greasy food is do I have a pimple on my chin two days later? So the answer was yes. That's how we know. It was like a 10 out of 10. I love that for you. I had a public sub today, but I the chicken tender one was on sale today. I don't know if it's like this week or last week or like when the sale was, but um. I've got a turkey sub, but they just have really good bread and like really fresh, like for a normal sub to get like your lettuce and tomato and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. They have really fresh veggies and toppings and stuff. Yeah. I'm going to try and get like my regular sub order there because it, 
I, I miss um Jimmy John's is like my favorite sub place. I can't stand Jimmy John's. I feel like I could make a Jimmy John's sub at home. Like it's Oh just... wait, no, no. I said Jimmy John's. I was thinking about Jimmy John's by our house. Jersey Mike's is my favorite. Oh, I don't know if I've ever had Jersey Mike's. We don't really have them around here. No, yeah, I take it... that back. There's one, there's one in the town that I work, but it's new. I know there's one at the beach, but that's an hour and a half from here. Like there's mm-hmm. one in PCB. But there's not one here. There was one in Seattle, but now it's closed. But I'm wondering, I'm going to look up and see if Colorado has one. <laughs> Do you have Firehouse subs near you? Uh, yeah. Firehouse was pretty good. Because most yeah, of those are, are like warm and like toasted. I'm not a Quiznos fan if, as far as subs go. I don't, I've never had a good Quiznos sub. I haven't had Quiznos in years. Like they don't really exist around here anymore. Yeah, I, we don't have one here. We had one in Kansas. There is Jersey Mike's in, there's three in Colorado Springs. Oh, you can go back to Jersey Mike's. I'll pretend I'm in Seattle. <laughs> Maybe Colorado Springs will become, will replace Seattle in my mind of like my place I love to be. Maybe so. I hope that you like it. Me too. It's, I'm going to need a full overdue. report of how good it is. And I'm also going to need somebody to hire me to work remotely running their brand Twitter so that I can just move and follow you. Yeah, please. Someone hire Emily so she can work in Colorado. Someone hire me. Period. Someone hire Emily in general. (laughs) Someone pay me. Oh, no. I have a job and I'm grateful to have a job because lots of people don't have a job right now. True. You deserve a promotion. We'll see how that happens. (laughs) Yeah. On also on the eleventh, Hank tweeted. My son just called me over and whispered really, really quietly and sweetly into my ear, into my ear, you are a poppy daddy. To which he, Hank immediately responded with a correction and said, oh, this typo made it seem very sweet. He said poopy. Poppy daddy. Yeah, it just sounded like he called him old. Yeah. like But I, actually, he called him poop. He called him poop. Which, Oren can call him poopy daddy, and that's okay. But Hank cannot call himself elder creator daddy. Ugh, don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> that's work stress. <laughs> also about Hank's TikTok. I tweeted, someone commented on one of his TikToks and said, I have to be honest. Sometimes I look at you and I just see Elizabeth Warren. (laughs) And so I screenshotted it and I put it on Twitter. I said, whoever commented this on Hank's TikTok just made me scream laugh for like five minutes. Yeah, it's amazing. And I see it. And now it's all I can think about. Yep. I saw a video of Elizabeth Warren earlier talking about like Warnock or Ossoff or something. And I was like, all I can see is that girl's comment comparing her to Hank. Yeah. I've never seen them in the room together, so. This is true. That's Plot the other of the ha- century. Hank Green is actually Elizabeth Warren. That's the other Hannah Montana in the room. Me <gasps> and Phil's thick booty and Hank and Elizabeth Warren. I'm amazed. And that means Hank has had a golden retriever this whole time. I'm furious. <gasps> oh. Oh, I'm mad now. We you have explained to do green. You'll green from me. <laughs> Yes. I don't know it, why. It cracks me up because you're like so sassy, but they're like, look here, green. And I'm like, <laughs> you're bold. <laughs> me only calling him green so I can pretend I'm actually talking to John. <laughs> I hope he listens to this. I'm kidding, Hank. You're my second favorite green. Third. I'm so sorry. I forgot about Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> bold of you to put him above Orin. And the goal. Oh, he keeps getting lower and lower on the list the more I think about it. <laughs> Oh, bless. 
on the 12th, Hank said, good morning to everyone, but especially everyone who works in state election offices who are being harassed for no reason other than the most widely held job in America is the hard work of making a narcissist feel better about losing. Uh, and yeah. Similarly related. I think I tweeted this right after I saw that tweet. I said, can't wait till next Friday when we get to celebrate Trump losing Georgia for the second time. Right. I, I think we're not going to spend too long talking about the election because we did that the whole time last week. Right. But, you know, use logic, not emotion to think about critical yeah. problems. And as, as is the favorite saying of some people, facts don't care about your feelings. So we're just going to look at the numbers and how the numbers worked. And I'm bad at math, but I understand these numbers. Georgia's in the middle of their first recount. Do you know there can be a second recount after this because of the way it was called? No. So from what I understood, I read a couple articles about it and I'm kind of stupid, so I could have gotten it wrong. But the way Georgia works is by November 20th, Georgia has to have their vote total certified. And at the time that votes are certified, if the if the margin is less than 0.5%, if the margin is less than half of a percent between the two candidates, whoever is losing at that point can call for a recount. But this recount that's going on right now was not in that case. The votes were not certified yet before it was called. And it was an independent decision from the Secretary of State to do this hand recount that we're doing right now. So mm -hmm. after we do this hand recount and certify everything on the 20th, if Trump is still losing, he can call for another recount. Wow. So we may have to do this again. Yeah, it seems like a big waste of time and money. Yep. Yep. <sighs> Anywho. <laughs> upsetting on the 12th i said peyton uses her laptop with only one tab open at a time i do not understand i need at least nine for a typical work day yeah i just do one at a time oh i mean i only have two open right now but two in a zoom window but i'm not working right now like we're just recording this i'm looking at twitter i have the patreon open in the other tab and then our zoom is open um i like right now i have a zoom i have twitter open in the zoom tab open mm -hmm. um but when I work, so like I use Veed to do subtitles. Yeah. And so I like have Veed open while I'm subtitling. And then once I'm done, I log into Veed on my phone, save the videos and, and post them to TikTok from my phone. Yeah. I mean, I guess a lot of your work's from your phone. Whenever I'm working, <laughs> I usually have my like home login landing page because the way my university is like everything's tied to one account. And then I have my email, chat, Google Calendar, our visit platform, our CRM, frequently our data management system, usually at least two Google Docs and at least two Google Sheets, and then frequently the platform that I use to communicate with high schools. I'll have that one open. And then I use another monitor to be in a video call or a Zoom or whatever, whenever that time is. <laughs> so like, I never have just one window open or just one tab open. Yeah, I... I mean, I guess if I was just using, like, if I was, like, leisurely on my computer, I would have, like, Twitter open and probably Facebook and Instagram or something, but. I had, like, 40 open the other day when I was writing a paper. Jeez. It was bad. Sometimes when I'm doing subtitles, I have another one open that's just my Google tab because Hank uses words that I don't understand or know, so. <laughs> or Spanish words. Oh, yeah. Any, any non-simple English words, sometimes I have to look them up. That's fair. On the 12th. Hank said, your Emily in Paris name is your first name, plus a city that somewhat vaguely rhymes with it. I'm, wow, I have no idea. I'm Hank in, what's that, what's that name? I 
don't know. You're the one with Google open to look up words he uses. Ah, <laughs> oh, true. Hank, I'm charging you for this. <laughs> <laughs> well, the one before is from Julian, I guess. Julian, I don't know. Um, so I'm Julian in Milan. So like that kind of rhymes. It's a slant rhyme. Because that was the day that Netflix tweeted. They said, it's not Emily in Paris. It's Emily in Paris. So it can rhyme. And I'm like, that's stupid. And so everyone underneath this um, is like Wallace in Annapolis, Dan in Japan. Um, someone said Isabel in Istanbul. I said Emily in dot, dot, dot. Wait. <laughs> you already ha- see, that's just a freebie. Okay. My, here's my theory. I think that John manifested Emily in Paris, because if you go back to our episode of Dear Hank and John, where we were on the live episode, and I was like, should I rename my Twitter account? John was like, yeah, name it Emily in the city. Mm-hmm. Edit that just a little bit. It's Emily in Paris. Yeah. Whatever producers. It, hey, that ne- Emily in the city. Emily in Paris. Yeah. First um, of all, John already wrote my Emily in Paris name. Thank you. Second, whoever created that show just listened to that episode and was like, someone named Emily in a big city. I bet we could do it. And then stole Emily in Paris. Next season they zoom in on her phone and it says fill stick booty what do you do (laughs) i sue them for identity theft yeah wow i hope that happens so you can get some money (laughs) i hope my identity gets stolen so i can sue somebody (laughs) i'm just gonna cancel my netflix subscription that's why no i'm not in protest they're gonna miss your ten dollars i think that i'll only give them like six because kate gives them the other six (laughs) On November 13th. Oh, okay. I had to include this because it goes back to a conversation that we've had for a while. Hank said, I just found the screenshot on an old hard drive. So some things haven't changed. And it's a picture of the electoral vote prediction map from 2004. But the map is manipulated. So it shows like based on how many votes are coming out of which state. So some states are smaller than they actually are. Some states are bigger than they actually are because it's like a population based map. But if you look at this map, you cannot look at this map and tell me it does not look like a dog missing its back leg. Yeah, it does. That's just, that's kind of like saying this pizza looks like a dog when I cut it into the shape of a pizza, into the shape of a dog. Like, this is not what the United States looks like. It, this isn't a pizza. But it, you you know exactly what the point I'm making. This is not what the U.S. looks like. But it almost is, though, because if you just strung out something from the back of it like you can tell it's the u.s it's just a manipulated picture of the u.s that just exaggerates the features that make it look like a dog if those features weren't already there and already vaguely dog shaped this image this mind trick wouldn't work the united states is shaped like a dog it's really not it but is this photo is then this is a photo of the United States that it's just not. exaggerates the features that are dog-like. Emily, this is this is the end of the friendship. It's over this <laughs> electoral vote predictor 2004 photo. I'm suing Carrie and Bush for this. <laughs> <laughs> end of the pod. We but fought over this map. That's the end of our friendship. Go be best friends with Hank. I'm already trying to do that. He made a whole TikTok about you. Oh, we'll get to that. That's next. Um, so on November 3rd, I tweeted and I said, I know we wouldn't let me down for our one year friend anniversary. Thanks, Bestie, because he made a TikTok and it was really to talk about community college. But he just used me as an example of that going to community college doesn't like cause people that 
do hiring like him to like overlook you I guess at least in his case right so it was just about that you know it's the quality of education you receive not the name like getting a name brand diploma is not what matters it matters that you have skills Mm -hmm. to to know successfully complete your job Mm -hmm. so it was nice and it wasn't really about me but for you know I like to be annoying so thanks bestie (laughs) I commented on it and I said on TikTok and I said go bestie go and then I responded to myself I said Peyton's my bestie not Hank sorry Hank (laughs) (laughs) all three of us are besties three musketeers oh god (laughs) he's like no "No, really I I hate you both so much (laughs) he's like it's just a matter of time before he makes us stop this podcast we get I get a lawsuit from my (laughs) boss to stop my (laughs) podcast I love being like an innocent third party in this who like it's okay if this podcast gets stopped because he's not my boss none of my money's not as soon as I get a lawsuit from him I'm posting something really controversial from his tiktok and then logging out (laughs) (laughs) you have too much power leaving him with the aftermath oh god I'm kidding Hank I would never do that unless unless (laughs) did you know that the unless in Hamilton is a McElroy reference and he said that whenever he was writing um, the, not the room where it happens, the the song where they're like approaching about the Reynolds pamphlet, but like before the Reynolds pamphlet song, there's the one line, it's like, you have nothing, I don't have to tell you anything at all. And then he pauses, he goes, unless, and mm-hmm. he did that as like a nod to the McElroy's. It's just funny that they're friends and that a lot of times they don't acknowledge it. Like, they'll be like, and like someone's calling in and they won't. Like they, they have him as a character and it's like they don't say that it's him. <laughs> yeah, they had him um when they did the Count Donut man. Yeah. Um, when they did the ghost pepper donut, mm-hmm. Lynn sent a video of himself eating the donut and they're like, This random listener decided to try our ghost pepper donut challenge and it's Lynn Manuel Miranda in like some storage closet of a building somewhere just eating a donut. <laughs> Picture this. Our podcast gets famous. Hank becomes our Lynn Manuel Miranda. <laughs> That he sends content in for the pod, and we're like, this listener, this random listener, this man from Montana sent us in, <laughs> sent us this content. Up and coming business owner from Montana. Up and coming business owner. <laughs> Hank is rolling in his grave. He's a small business owner, right? Uh huh. <laughs> You're a home with sweatshirt. <laughs> oh man. I'm yeah. still laughing about the lanyard thing. <laughs> I was laughing because you told me you said you sent him that audio. You're like, I told him to use this and talk about the time you wore the lanyard at VidCon. I said, I don't think that was VidCon. Like, I think that was like a special, like, invited thing. <laughs> That's so much worse. <laughs> and he posted it. I literally DM'd him and I was like, use this audio and show the picture of you with that lanyard at VidCon or wherever. You know what I'm talking about. And he just <laughs> liked the message. And then a few hours later, it appears. I saw it and I was like, I know Peyton's behind this. Oh, on November 13th, I only put this to brag. Grace Helbig liked one of my tweets and I said, everyone shut up. The queen is here. I used to like religiously watch her um, before she was, because she was like ran by an agency. Like her account. Yeah, was, like, yeah, yeah. Owned. She was with Daily, Daily, whatever. Yeah. So that's what I, I, I watched her religiously then. And then she went like on her own and I kind of fell away from watching her all the time. But I still watch her just, you know. When I think about it, I watched her and Marie and Hannah like back in the day all the time. And then they're like during college, I basically quit watching YouTube like religiously because I was just too busy. Um, but for the last couple of years, I've been keeping up with her and like Marie and Hannah again. 
and I listen to their podcast. Grace and Mamrie are hilarious on their podcast. I love them. I need to listen to it. I'd probably really like it because I like them. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's chill. Like it's one of those like conversational podcasts that they just talk about like life or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so they talk about like whatever goes on in the week and whatever else, but they're funny. Yeah, I should watch it. I'm going to be them when I grow up. I probably won't. I'm not. <laughs> I'm I am grown up. <laughs> Every time I see someone, they can be younger than me and I, they'll be like doing something cool. And I'm like, I'm going to be you when I grow up. Are we great value, Grace and Mamrie already? Oh my God, who's who? Can I be Mamrie? Oh, I think, sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I want to be, I don't know. I think Mamrie's like the funniest person on the internet. Um, I think we're the dollar, we're the Dollar Tree versions. We're worse it. than great value. I will take it. I will be at a dollar store. This is dollar store. This might get weird. POV. You want to be the knockoff of this might get weird. Our podcast is called This Has Been Weird this whole time. <laughs> That's our podcast title. This has been weird. This has always been weird. My only skill in life is remixing and stealing the um, concept of another podcast. Pretty much. Well, and I like that this started as like, we're going to review Hank's tweets. And then it slowly shifted to like, we're going to include five Hank tweets and then talk about our week. And now it's like, we're going to talk about all three of us as a collective week, as if we're friends. <laughs> and like within the next three or four episodes, there's going to be like one Hank tweet. And we'll be like, okay, moving on. How was your week? <laughs> no, in like a year, Hank is blocked from this account. <laughs> you already unfollowed him. And I followed Stakeham instead of him now. <laughs> you just start including one Stakeham tweet of the week. Let's do it. Okay. We can call it Beef of the Week. <laughs> beef of the Week! I love it! Oh, man. <clears throat> On the 14th, I said, I'm against simping for politicians. That being said, if she had any other job, I would let AOC hit me with a car. I would let her hit me with a car now. Maybe that's a conflict of interest, but... Yeah. Know. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of conversation around, like, don't stand politicians right now. Um, right, right now, especially. Because, um, like, they're celebrities in a way but there are people that work for us technically um but also i think she's really cool i just think she's neat me too one day i'll be neat (laughs) on the 13th is that the 13th for you when do you it's a 14th for me it's at 1 32 in the morning (laughs) uh on 13th for me and the 14th for emily because it was late at night for me um, Hank tweeted and said, so Tim Allen appears to have either become, come out as Marxist or as pro-child labor. I can't tell which. I only um, included this because which his tweets are so. really weird. Did I, you read them? Yeah, I responded to Hank, I, or I don't remember exactly what I said, but I said something about like, I was confused by this. So then I went and I looked up Tim Allen's tweets and I'm still confused. Yeah, it was really weird. And then I replied and said, are we surprised that Santa is pro-child labor? And now it has 2,000 likes. So that's embarrassing. That was such a good, that's why I put this tweet in the likes for this week, because your reply was so good. It's just funny that it has 2,000 likes and that Hank's whole tweet has 11.8 thousand. We see, we see where the funny comes from. It's like TikTok comments. Like a TikTok can be kind of funny, but the comments are so good. And that's how Tumblr right. used to be. Like Tumblr was good because like the original post might've been okay, but all the reblogs and the comments that came with it were what made Tumblr funny. I would argue that Hank's Twitter, if Hank's Twitter was a cake, I would say that our replies are the frosting and the sprinkles. Yes. Like he did the bulk of the work, but we made it better. And then everybody who's reading it is getting to eat the cake. Yeah. I like it. You're welcome, Hank. <laughs> 
<laughs> Why are we acting so big for our bridges right now? This, I mean, I just had someone verified follow me on TikTok, so I'm feeling powerful. <laughs> uh, next day, kind of, though, because not late at night, early in the morning. Um, Hank tweeted, TikTokers are creating a Ratatouille musical with no centralized organization, and it is astoundingly good. And it's one of the Ratatouille TikToks. And I keep seeing so many of these. And I saw one, like, I've been getting these all along, like, since the first video of Ratatouille, of Remy dancing at Disney World to that Ratatouille song started mm-hmm. going viral. So I've been following this the whole time. And I think it's so good and so funny. But I saw one where the girl who she was singing a song from the point of view of Remy's father when he was like trying to convince Remy yes. not to be a chef. So she had that song and then she stitched with her own video and showed where she put it on Twitter or someone put it on Twitter. And the actor who voices Remy and the musical found it on Twitter, quote tweeted it and tagged the director of Ratatouille. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm like, the people are like finding out about this. Like it's actually a thing. That's so funny. I hope it becomes a thing. Like I hope TikTok. it becomes a thing. And I hope that everybody who participated in it, like everybody who wrote these songs and helped create it, like I hope they're compensated. Yeah. They and I hope be. they're credited for it. I saw a video of um, Andrew Barth Feldman. He played Evan Hansen on Broadway for a little bit. He was singing one of the Linguini songs and he was so good. And I was like, oh my God, you need to play him. Yeah. That would be so fun. Anyway, if I'm there's deep. a Ratatouille musical, we will have to go. Yes. As soon as quarantine is, well, I say as soon as quarantine is over, once everything is like safe and we have a vaccine and all that. So in a couple of years, if this ever makes it to the stage, we're going to go see it. Can, can, I anybody- make a, can I make a COVID prediction? Go for it. <laughs> this is bold. But I think by the end of next summer, most of the U.S., at least, I can't speak for other places, but most of the U.S. will have had the vaccine and will start being able to do regular stuff. I think that the vaccine will be available to most of the U.S. by that point, but I don't think most people will have taken it. I think most, as in, what, 60 or 70 percent, but that's all we need to, like, I was listening to someone talk about this the other day, that because the, it's something to do with how high the percent of effectiveness effectiveness mm-hmm. is. Yeah, it, it's, vaccine, it like decreases the percent that has to take it to in order for like mass effectiveness to work. Yeah, and I mean that makes sense, and I hope that's true. But I, I am surrounded by too many people who are afraid of the vaccine or whatever. So yeah, but I wonder if they would see people getting it and then being able to live normally and be like, oh, I'll, I'll do it. Yeah, I hope so. I hope they do. I also hope it's actually free, like it's been promised to be. Yeah on the 14th i tweeted i always get like a single line from a song stuck in my head and then walk around all day singing that same line which is kind of annoying but usually fine until today when it's i did not become a doctor just to suck the devil's dick yeah i don't know what that's even from it's from a penelope scott song okay because hank i forgot i keep forgetting that hank follows me now and he just responded to it and said same z's and i was like what did hank respond to of mine and i was like oh this this makes sense but Anyway, I was at the grocery store right around the corner and I was listening to like music in my headphones while I was grocery shopping because I'm the annoying person that wears headphones in the grocery store. And I'm just like humming that under my breath the whole time. And I'm like, wait, I can't say that out loud. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's an interesting uh, line to get stuck in your head. It is. But if you hear the song, it makes sense why that line would get stuck because it's like a, like a bam, bam, like a wow. 
like a bam bam. <laughs> like a bam bam. Wow. Oh. I, I don't know how else to explain it. You have to listen. Okay. Oh well. 22 hours ago, uh, we played retweet. Th- we played retweet this. We played uh, Among Us as a retweet this Discord as a group. And it, it was, was so cool. fun. And so it's a little screenshot. We all had toilet paper on our heads. And <laughs> <laughs> it was a good time. It was a lot of fun. We kind of struggled a lot. I got killed first every single round. The one time that we got to be imposters together, my internet cut out and it kicked me out. But other than that, it was a fun time. You kept getting imposter. Yeah, I was imposter all but maybe three times. It was stressing me we out. We played for like an hour and a half. <laughs> so yeah, I, I like kept getting imposter, which was cool. And I'm really hectic because I don't really know what I'm doing. So I just run around and kill and I don't pretend to be doing anything else. So I know I was one time when you were imposter, I was like keeping an eye on you and you were just like standing in the middle of a room and then going to the next room and then going to the next room. I'm like, you have to at least pretend like run yeah. up to an item as if you're going to do the task and then like sabotage something while you're standing there or something. You know, I'm just a run around in circles. And if I see someone, I'll kill them. That works too. The lack of strategy is the strategy. And then you just play dumb. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I love playing dumb. I like it, um, but not to men. (laughs) I would never play dumb to a man. I would rather die. I'm not lazy. I just like when other people do things for me. Yeah, no, I like to do stuff myself because I don't trust other people. (laughs) Depends on what it is. If I don't trust my ability to do it well, then I'm going to be lazy. Oh yeah, if I thought I couldn't do something well, I would I would ask someone to help me, but yeah. that's not I have a lot of uh, um naive confidence in myself. <laughs> uh, 11 hours ago, <laughs> Hank slandered the south and said, "Oh god." Just genuinely had the thought, "I wonder if anyone has extended the idea of iced coffee to tea." And I said the words iced tea. <laughs> Oh, I said the deepest Southern sigh. I said a picture of sweet tea in my fridge right now with a little eye mouth eye face. And I know sweet, I know iced tea isn't just a Southern thing, but ice sweet tea is such a Southern thing that like it is an attack on the South in a way. And someone was like, why are people acting like Hank's attacking the South? He's literally from Florida. Florida is not the South. No, Florida's its own weird. Florida's its own little weird chunk corner. of land. It is, there's the south and then there's florida i would argue that the panhandle is the south like that's very southern vibes mm-hmm. but anything in the actual peninsula is not south when we drive down yes. the uh, there's just like trump signs and trump flags the whole way mm-hmm. south georgia and north florida are very similar vibes yeah it's tragic yeah, it really is pretty beaches but tragic population <laughs> the gulf is so beautiful the beaches there they're like the white sand and the clear water yes. and it's like soft and I and then you go to the other side like you go to the Atlantic you go to a beach over there like Tybee Island or something and it's like ew we I think now would probably be a good time to do our Patreon oh yeah so shout out to everyone on the Patreon at our uh student upperclassmen and professor tiers Nate Bill Margaret Rachel Kelly Artemis I still don't know Mia I think your name is Mia I'm so sorry if it's not, (laughs) Um, but thank you guys all for the support. Um, And then from our professor tier, we have some tweets. So kind of related to what we were talking about just a minute ago, Artemis tweeted, why are phone calls some of the most stressful things ever? For someone as anxious as I am, I'm really not anxious on the phone. So you know how I told you to remind me to call about getting new contacts and you set a phone reminder 
and texted me and said, call about getting new contacts. And I still didn't. Mm -hmm. I still haven't. Why? I hate calling and making appointments. I hate talking about things also. And at this point I'm embarrassed too, because I'm so overdue for my contacts. They're going to be like, this is really bad for your eyes. And I'm going to be like, yeah, I know, but I can't, I can obviously make that phone call, but my brain is like, no, you can't do that. Yeah. This is proof again, yet again, that our anxieties are the opposite. Yes. That I have no problem doing that, but you like give presentations in front of high schoolers. Yeah. That seems like torture. Well, I think the difference is that in that, in that situation, I'm the expert. So like I have right now in my queue for work, I have like 180 phone calls to make this week. And those phone calls don't stress me out because I'm calling about things that I'm the expert in and I'm providing the information. And then if they have any questions, I have the answers to them. And if I don't have the answer off the top of my head, I have access to the resources to get the answers. If I'm calling about something that's like, if I'm calling to make a doctor's appointment for something that's wrong with me, I have no idea what's wrong with me. The doctor is the expert in that situation. I don't have any control over what happens past that phone call conversation, or at least in my mind, I don't. So that is where the difference to me is, I think. Yeah, that makes sense. I guess I'm just, I don't know, but I've also worked, I have like three and a half years of medical office work experience. Yeah. So that's part of the difference with medical office, like with calling about appointments and stuff is that I've been on the other side of it a lot and they don't care. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, I've talking about like talking to high school students, like working from the admission side of things in my job. I've been involved with my office since I was a freshman in college because I was a scholarship student. So I had to volunteer in the office. Like I know this stuff really well. Mm -hmm. So it's been six years of knowledge built up. Yeah. Eight hours Uh, ago, Rachel said, why get a PS5 when you can tape a PS2 and a PS3 together? never keep up with like I'm not a gamer I figured out how to play Among Us on my phone like that's as much gaming and I have a switch and I play Animal Crossing (laughs) but I every time a new PlayStation comes out or something I'm always like what number are we on what are we doing I saw the sign out in front of Target today that was like PS5 is sold out and I was like oh okay I guess that's a thing the only thing that this tweet made me think of was in cosmetology (laughs) it was a hard concept for some people to understand like when you're mixing developer for hair color Mm-hmm. that if you mix 30 volume developer and 40 volume developer you don't get 70 you get 35 so the only oh. thing that this made me think of was that it would actually you would have a ps two and a half <laughs> and then nate kind of gets two tweets because nate made us made a retweet this cake um it's a clown with a retweet logo around it and it's kind of cursed and kind of scary but kind of beautiful mm-hmm. and then sarah also made a cake she made a pig cake Um, But then Nate said, none of my tweets slash replies are funny, but you got to appreciate the effort, right? And I feel like that was aimed at us because we had to pick a funny tweet this week. (laughs) Yeah. Big fat mood. The effort really from him this week, instead of being in the tweets, it was in making a whole cake. So we forgive it for this week. It was in making a whole cake. It was in managing, getting all of us into a voice chat in the Discord last night. Um, Him and Sophia and a couple others were like, yeah, we know how to use Discord. And I'm like, cool, I don't. Yeah, I don't either. It was very hectic. There was a lot of us trying to talk, but it was fun though. Yeah, it was fun. I had a lot of fun. Moving on to uh, McDickles. Oh, there was a tweet going around this week and it was, what do you guys think you're known for on Twitter? Um, So people were quote tweeting it and saying what they thought they were known for, which I thought would be a funny, like kind of McDickles thing. Um, So I quoted it a couple of days ago, maybe yesterday. And I said, making relatively famous people say Phil's thick booty. (laughs) (laughs) 
And then I responded to myself. I was like, wait, I got Joe Jonas to say it. Like we've moved on from relatively famous to like the big leagues. But Peyton, what do you think you're known for on Twitter? Um, I quoted this a little bit ago once we were recording just because I wanted to be the first to kick off because we're going to ask everyone to do it under the hashtag um, to tell us what you're known for. But I just said dot, dot, dot. I think we all know. <laughs> so Holy everyone, right. Please uh, tell us what you think you're known for on Twitter with the hashtag McDickles so we can read them next week. I'm going to be funny. And then also in McDickles, we got a few bio moments of joy. Um, Gabriel sent um, Susan the dog, um, which is your sister's service dog, I think. I know you've shown me Susan the dog like a thousand times, but he's just running. Did you know Susan's a boy dog named Susan? No. Susan Very cute boy dog. dog. Ears flapping. Well, run, I was, run, run. Little legs. I was run. watching TikToks of little weenie dogs, and I love when little weenie dogs walk or run because they look so determined and they're trying so hard, but their legs just don't let them go very fast, very far, and they make me laugh. Yeah, they're adorable. I love them. Little short legs. And then Carly sent us, Carly is always the most reliable for a McDickles moment of joy. Sent us this TikTok of using the time warp filter on cats as they move and like yawn or whatever. And then whatever position it freezes them in, whoever made the TikTok drew them on a sticky note. And there's a dog too. There's a corgi in it, but (laughs) you have to watch it. I can't explain it. It's just so good. It's just a perfect like doodle rendering of the distorted face that the time warner filter makes. And it's perfect. Mm-hmm. It's so good. It's so funny. Thanks everyone for listening. This was a fun week. Um, please send us what you think you're known for on Twitter to our hashtag McDickles or any viral moments of joy. And it's hashtag M- M-C-D-I-C-K-L-E-Z. That hashtag is still so cursed. <laughs> Make sure you follow us on Twitter as well. We're at retweet this pod. If you want to support us on Patreon, we've got tiers starting at $2. Um, so it's patreon.com slash retweet this. And we will talk to y'all next week. See you later. Bye. Bye. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to uh, Barter. Uh, should I say my name? No. Okay. <laughs> like say what Barter means. Uh, Brent's absolutely remarkable thing i don't even know the title of the book (laughs) (laughs) okay so chapter five was mainly just uh april emailing maya no not maya miranda Mm -hmm. uh about carl's and their like composition and such Mm -hmm. and essentially they came to the conclusion that there's no makeup that they could be that like human technology has or whatnot so the idea of aliens is being thrown out around a lot at first I was like, oh, I think I got it right. But I don't know. He, it could be like one of those things where they're trying to lead you down one path, but really it's something else. But I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the book's really long. So would they give it away that early in the book? Yeah, it could be. It could be just like a. It could be a false lead. Yeah. Yeah. Misdirect. Yeah. So chapter five was a bunch of emails. Chapter six, they met with, uh, went to this building and met with uh, Andy's dad, uh, Miss Putnam. Oh, yeah. Who's apparently some uh, agency, like, and they're talking about uh, creating a brand and publishing all this stuff. One big thing uh, in this chapter is Peyton makes fun of me all the time for it, but April reveals that she's a Libra. So <laughs> I'm also a Libra. <laughs> And so now I really connect with the main character and uh, I feel like I'm going to enjoy this book a lot more. Brent's <laughs> up <laughs> main character energy. Miss Putnam is allowing April to use Robin as her own assistant. Uh-huh. April has been talking about 
how attractive he is and how like really nice he seems. So that might cause some problems with Maya in the future. I said like so far, Robin seems nice. Um, he's only had like three or four lines. So he hasn't made it like a big impression, but he seems really nice. Okay. So from right now, um, based on the characters we know, so we've got Andy. I think everybody's basically been introduced. Robin, Andy, Miranda, Putnam. Yeah. So what, do you have any predictions of like what relationships between these characters will be like, or like who's going to play a big role in things or anything like that? I think there might be like some kind of, uh, love interest kind of developed between Andy and April just because like they're they're spending a lot of time together so it might kind of like eventually get to that point where they think they're starting to like each other but they don't really know or they they're like finding it or something Mm -hmm. uh again Robin she's been talking about she mentioned specifically she thought about hooking up with him like just the idea of it that might be an issue I don't know I got a feeling Maya isn't going to be throughout like I think her and April might end up splitting up I don't know April just like in the last couple of chapters she's kind of seemed to not really like distance herself she just hasn't made any effort to stay around and like communicate with her so right and as far as the Carls being potentially alien or potentially human like made by people like what's your going theory right now what are you rolling with mm, um oh yeah and another thing the Freddie Mercury sequence they um Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They discerned it was um, iodine, americium, and mm-hmm. uranium. I think it's an americium. I think that's how you say it. I couldn't tell you. And uranium. Um, and they're going to bring those elements to one of them with Miranda. That hasn't mm-hmm. happened yet, though. Do you uh, have any idea, like, what might happen when they do that? Do you have any, like, predictions? I mean, the only thing I can really think of is those materials themselves are, like, rare, where the aliens are from. And they uh-huh. need it for some kind of energy source or something. Like, they need it to create something. I don't know. That makes sense. Let's see. And the last thing I got for Chapter 6 is April's email password is donkey fart. <laughs> That's a good password. <laughs> yeah. So, it's getting better and better as I read. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm thinking Chapter 7, they're going to meet up with Miranda. And, uh, yeah, because that's towards the end of Chapter 6, they were talking about uh, going to a CVS um, so I think they'll meet up with Miranda and hopefully we'll see what the Carls want with those materials. Cool. Any words for your fans? <laughs> uh, fans, plural. That's amazing. Yeah, there's like at least two. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you to whoever you are. I appreciate your support. I've never been this famous. So it's really, <laughs> it's, a, it's a special feeling. Thanks for listening to Barter. Uh, we'll read chapter seven and chapter eight next week. And, cool. Uh, Be prepared. You. Read your homework. <laughs> read if your anyone homework. has, um, if anyone's on the Discord and has questions, or you can use the hashtag on Twitter too. If you have questions you want to ask Brent about what he thinks about the book so far, or like predictions or whatever, don't include any spoilers. We're at chapter five and six this week. We'll do chapter seven and eight next week. Um, but if you have any questions, you can send them.